0: This is the bar steward's enquiry. Right. You're talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You were an underachiever in life. You, I you your bacon one time. You were gone. Yes, you not done well. I couldn't save you. I, I suppose,
1: But you said the right
0: thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right. I'm saying what, what? if you contribute to racing? You're one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very warm welcome to the Barstures Inquiry weekend podcast, where we've got the Hennessy Gold Cup meeting. Forget the Labbrooks; Brooks. We don't want any of that. And by the way, it's the Gerry and hurdle, not listed on the cards. It's the Jerry Fielden, And we've got Newcastle. Well, we say we've got Newcastle as there's a storm brewing, which might put paid to the chances of those racing. It's snowing there currently. And joining me tonight to discuss all of that and all the rubbish that we end up tipping, trying to catch Quentin Franks. Tonight are John Leng of John Joe's Blogspot. Good evening, John. Good evening, Lee. And uh, certainly last but not least, uh, Andy Richmond, who sits, sits second in our naps table. Um, welcome and good evening, Andy. Uh, good evening, Lee.
2: Good evening, John. Yeah,
0: yeah. it's great, great, great to have you back. And we'll kick the show off then on a, um, on a topical note this week. I think Lydia Hislop was rather pleased inside. I'm not saying she's pleased at the horse getting withdrawn, but Shishkin uh, obviously withdrawn from the Tingle Creek as uh, eight months, not enough time to get the horse ready. Andy, I'll come to your thoughts on on or your take on the uh, Shishkin scenario.
2: It's just getting bloody boring with Henderson now, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you know, he says it's black. Everyone else will say it's white. Um you know, I mean it, it comes balls down. I suppose he'd always come back and say how many winners have you trained? But I mean he's had eight months to get the bloody thing ready. Um, this is what this is the sort of thing that is starting to, and it is my first love of racing. I like flat racing, I like the decent flat racing all through the summer. I abhor I all the crap that goes on on the Twitter sphere about. People trying it and there are several of the first t- chance they've got I'm gonna slightly digress. They've got a first chance they've got to kick the national hunt they will because they're flat fans. All right, we get it, lads. It's getting boring now. Just if you don't like it, just wait until you know, wait until March and you'll have plenty you no know, you'll have plenty of racing then, you'll have your turn. But it's just getting a bit boring. But I mean, to be honest with you, you get lots and lots of clash. You I mean, look at Look at Sunday and Ireland. Look at the Drinmore. Everybody's out having a bash at everyone in that. And we're all hiding away. Fair play to, you know, Paul Nichols and people like that. At least they have a bash and stick horses in them. Henderson, it's just killing the game. I mean, absolutely killing it. People want to see good horses. Now, it doesn't matter if you've got three, four, five runners. I don't buy the big field crap. But, you know, you can have a good race with four or five runners in it. That's not a problem. But, you know, he's had eight months to get this bloody horse ready. Now, what, what are we waiting for? Now, fair enough, if the horse is not well ill or something, then fine. But, you know, we do want to run horse and we get this shilly shally every year. And yet he rocks up at the Newbury gallops morning, which is another complete and utter farce. I can't believe. We had that on television. What a waste of time that was. You know, half-speed gallop with four horses. Um, you, you don't know what weights they're carrying or anything at all. And I'm sure he said, you know, he had a raft of horses there? Just get them out on the course. Let's run them and let's have some decent head-to-heads, Mr Henderson, please. Good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Quality run. And, and, and I'm, I'm in total agreement with most of it, apart from the road to Doncaster. But
2: well, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a program there. There's a program
0: <laughs> there, The Road to stuff. Yeah, The Road to Doncaster uh, But yeah, I, I was watching that Gallops morning of the week and thinking, you know, what what is this? I just couldn't believe what I was watching. But anyway, I didn't watch it for very long. John, what was your take on uh, old Popeye, uh, say, uh, scratching uh, Shishkin uh, for the Tingle Creek? In,
1: in all honesty, I, I really couldn't care less. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean I'm, I'm long past the stage where I take any notice whatsoever of what these balloons say before, during or after races, make your own mind up about these horses, folks, and wait till the turn up. If you know the trainer's not formed for pulling them out, don't back them it. Of course, a turn up on the day and you fancy him Assume he's got it to his liking, back accordingly. The, the rest of it's just is I mean, honestly, I, I I just can't even be asked to listen to him. You, you know? Yeah, the same goes with a gallop morning, you know I mean? I've probably watched more gallops than most people in the north of England, and I would say 75% of the gallops I've watched have been absolutely worthless. You know yeah. I mean? And to expect people who don't know what horses are carrying, what they've been doing prior or galloping, you know, I mean, you might as well uh, watch a Woody Woodpecker show as watch that.
2: <laughs> in all honesty. Um, I would I preferred the roadrunner myself, John, but there you well,
1: go. Well, uh, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm trying not to be negative about anything, because I'm afraid Luke Harvey will shake me out and kill me. But, you, know.
0: <laughs> you want Luke Harvey on the show, John,
1: don't you? Uh, I'll, I'll try and be more positive about something tonight.
0: I don't know what. <laughs> You know. New newcastle uh, abandoned yeah.
1: <laughs> you, you know I'm, I, mm-hmm. I'm technically considering castle over my shotgun.
0: you know so <laughs> uh, there, there might be a few gin and pate races left tomorrow anyway no, there
1: definitely is
0: uh, uh, right just before we get on with our, our naps um Uh, The the ginger Hitler's been on very disappointingly. I'm really sorry about this. Um, And um, he basically says um, uh, he sent his tips and, um, you know, we did ask him about reasoning for his tips. Um, And he said anyone who wants reasoning can get fucked as they should be grateful. He shared his thoughts um so so this is what you're getting um just briefly because we, we don't want him part of the show he's awful um so we go at one point win nuts well in the 205 at newcastle so let's hope that's off um um and then we've got uh, Sir royal uh, in the uh the 315 at newcastle the fighting fifth that's two points win and then cloth cap um, in the three o'clock, that's a Hennessy 1.5 points each way. So you know firmly what the pink button bet's there. And the snout's been on. The snout's bouncing. Um, he's uh, 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 useless, really, but he's, uh, he's, he's getting Tizard. He must be doing something at the Tizard yard at the moment because he, he, he's getting Tizard's information, and he gave us gives a Tizard winner on Most the show last thing week. he'll
1: be doing at the Tizard yard, yeah. nipping in and sneaking a breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> Baby bastard.
0: Yeah, I've yeah, yeah, he's the sort of chap that, you know, he 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 probably needs to wear stripes downwards rather than horizontal uh, in his attire. But yeah, the Snout's been on and he he says fiddler on the roof with a lot of stable confidence in the Hennessy. That's that's from the Tizard Yard from from the big Snout. So yeah, i will mention that. So okay, folks, so that's that's the rubbish dealt with. It's just slightly better than rubbish. And we come on to our best bets of the weekend so third best bet uh, i'm gonna come to you andy first uh, for your third best bet of the weekend saturday or sunday is fine whatever you want to want
2: to right pick. well i'm going i'm going for the hennessy and i'm gonna try and avoid uh, the Irish duo um although it's with sort of trepidation that one does that uh, especially with uh, Mr. De Bromhead uh, having a clap de re in this um, because if this goes and if this goes and pisses up, he will have about the top four in the Gold Cup betting, won't he? <laughs> anyone for anyone yeah. for a Michael Dickinson because he would he would if this wins off 150 154, I he, certainly have the top four in the betting. But I'm going to go with a, an old friend Remastered, whose form ties in with the other one I actually fancy in the race, the Machine. But I'm going to favour Remastered because they're getting a little bit of precipitation down there. Now, he's a, an eight-year-old, um, same colours of Native River, who blasted them apart in this uh, in this race. I liked his preparation over hurdles. Uh, I thought that was quite a decent run at Aintree uh, last time out. Uh, and he wasn't beaten far in the National Hunt Chase last year when the Faster Ground Went rather against him, and it does look like they're getting a little bit of rain down there at um, at Newbury. So I'm going to go with uh, Remastered. His form of, from the Reynolds Tower last year was actually pretty good. If you look at the times in that race, uh, they time in very, uh, they tie in very well with Dashel Drasher's Grade One winner over a shorter trip as well. So I'm going to go Remastered. You usually get something ridden up with the pace in this. So let's hope we're going to be relatively positive. I am um, just going to cop out and take the extra places. Uh, I'm hoping that we can get six pegs, twelve to one each way, half a point each way, just to have a bet in the uh, in the Hennessy. I'm doing better than that for you. I'm going to give you seven places with Skybet right.
0: at 12 to 1, because that's what we do here. We we pinch everything, the odds, the, the places, the prices, <laughs> you name it. So we get plenty of complaints the day after saying, no one can get them prices. Well, I mean, if you're one of the uh, the daft that's got a Skybet account, the one of the daft ones Well, left. yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. You I, can, you I still don't think I've recovered from Jadami getting beaten in this race by Simpton Abbey. Oh. Oh, terrible. I, I remember it fortunately, well. Then, yeah. Fortunately, the said horse redeemed himself in the 93 yeah. Gold Cup. He is, as everybody knows, my favourite horse of all time. So, uh, yeah,
0: if Peter Burmont hadn't trained it, it'd uh, have been Arkel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so
0: it's, it's 12-1 for Andy, seven places remastered in the, um, the old Hennessy. So he's giving you Hennessy. a nice bet for the big race. Me and John will probably have our feet up for that maybe. I don't know, but I'd be interested to see what John's the best bet is of the weekend? Well,
1: I had a look, quite a close look at the um, 150 at Newbury. Well, Popeye's got the, the favourite here, the Kale's article. I thought this looked an out-and-out shithouse the last time I seen this at Sandler. I concur. And I thought, well, I'm going to get this bait, because I'm old school, and if I think <laughs> I can get one rate like, like this, I I always think there's a bit of value there, you know? Yeah, um, for sure. And the one that the Golden pin come down on is Ansem. Now, I thought this movie just was a bit too fizzy first time up this year. looked as a, quite a bit of freshness on it. I think with that off and the turnaround in the weight with the pumpkin there, off, it's only 7 to 1. And there's £5 that Deer Izzy claims as well. Yeah, I think this finishes really pretty adjacent to Pumpkinhead at any anyway. rate. And I think fourteen to one's a wee bit of value. John. I'd like to go each way on that at fourteen. Please.
0: Um, like, like like Andy John, this is the, we're going towards Christmas, so let us let, all burgle some odds oh. to make. We need to catch Quentin, right? <laughs> right so it's, it's sixteen to one handsome with Penny Power four places one fifth the odds, John. We'll have some oh, of that. Oh, snap your hand up. Oh, well, Quentin, if Quentin's listening to this, he's thinking these lads are, these lads are fiddling this. Yeah, never mind. Um, so, handsome <laughs> for John, a good case made there. Uh, form line there with Calvadoge, uh, the nickels horse. And he says, obviously, it's just massively overpriced. So, so, that's John's angle there for his third best bet um, of the weekend. Coming to mind... Um, I'm going on the Sunday. So uh, that would be fairy out for the bar one meeting. And, and one that took my eye here, uh, well, he's, he's I'm, I sound like blogger now because he, he, he's actually favorite. Um, Kurkur beach, uh, the BFG, uh, about the round, about the seven to two mark at the moment. And that's what I'm going. One point win on. I, I do think Kurkur beach is in for a decent season. Uh, I'm not saying, Decent as in it's going to win lots of races. I'm saying decent it's going to win something of, of, de- of a decent staying prize. I like the fact that Coco Beach uh, last season as a five-year-old stroke, six-year-old coming to chasing and typical of Gordon to run it over shorter for its qualifying runs, you know, just not bothered whether he won or lost, basically. And then as soon as he went three-mile plus, he ended up beating run Wild Fred uh, in the Thiestees at Gowran, Obviously, run while Fred has um, won the big race, uh, recently beating Far Class, the, the Troy Town at Navan this season. So, obviously, that stacks up in in, in 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 that sense. He then won a grade two at Navan and then was pitched in for the target of the season, which they'd said from the, the start that the, the Irish national was the target. A creditable seventh. Don't forget, this is a, a first-season chaser trying to win an Irish national. And I think that was a, a creditable effort to finish seventh place. Obviously, um, the, the front front end held up really well that day, I think, with freewheeling wheeling Dylan. And had a nice little spin behind Envoy by Allen, obviously not fit, pipe opener over, over two and a half miles. And I think it'll be absolutely spot on for this. Well, I'm hoping so. You can never tell with these these kind of plans. They might have another big race in mind for it. Further down the line, this is the problem with 150 chasers. The Irish are very shrewd and they might think, well, 23,000 the winner, they might be an 80,000, they might have something else totally in mind for this. But this would be a class drop for me for coco Beach because if you look at what it's running against, um, you know, rate, rate, official ratings wise, this would be a, an easier race. So, Cocoa Beach for me, I think, is a very, very solid choice at the top of the market, and that's my one-point win bet with Jack Foley taking five off. We'll come to second-best bets then. John, your second-best bet of the weekend, please. My
1: second-best bet of the weekend is at Bangor, and it's in the 232. I haven't got a trap number for it, but it's a <laughs> Um form. Mm-hmm. This only needs to jump round, here. Eh? The rivals in the betting would both prefer this, and... Can the McNeil one really give £8 to one rated 108 on the flat last April? I mean, I'm aware of the difficulties of direct transferring flats form to jumps, but this is a scene. It's rating glitch for me. And roundabout net, for, I honestly think you're backing this to jump round.
0: Powerful galloper, like you say, on the flat. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it, it, it likes it likes the front. Banger's lovely from the front. And I, I don't
0: honestly say a downside. No, fair point. Like you say, if this is if this is Skullwell and jumps nice, then then you'd be you'd be very confident of on putting those to the sword, especially receiving the, 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 the weight from the penalised yeah. horses. Nine to four is available for John. That's with bet three six five as at the time of recording. So that's his two points when at nine to four. Uh, so don't complain when it's six to four. When by the time you listen to it, um, <laughs> so so there we go. So that's John's. Uh, Andy, I'm going to come to you for your second best bet
2: of right. Weekend. We're going to Newcastle. We're going for the rehearsal, and we're going to go with the Ferrymaster, who I was pretty impressed with his comeback run, despite he was only third of four. At Musselburgh but really did it was seven months on from a very very good fourth in the Scottish Grand National where he actually led into the straight his first time running beyond three miles and I think his stamina may just have ebbed away a little but that was a very good performance off 133 he'd been an improving stayer all year the the, uh, the yard of course Sandy Thompson's yard won the race last year, an emotional win with York Hill. Um, He has also got um, Dingo Dollar in this race, which he's done a pretty good, decent job with as well. And you'd have to respect Nutswell, and one of my favourite national hunt horses in i Right, but they are right at the top of the handicap, and I think uh, the Ferrymaster off 132 now is at the right end of the handicap, he actually traded odds on last time out muscle traded 1.91 where he traveled well. I think he just blew up basically. Back at three miles, right end of the handicap, Craig Nickel on off, off 10 stone here. Uh, if it's tough conditions, which it's sometimes what well, it could be tough conditions, it could be a gale falls wind up there. Uh, but I think of Ten Stone, the Ferrymaster, I think they've had him lined up for this, to be honest with you. It's not the greatest price in the world, but I do quite like the Ferrymaster. Uh, certainly following on from his runs in the Scottish Grand National and uh, at Musselburgh last time out, where he was. Um, uh, where he was third, um, and I just think he, he was third to Red Giant, who's a bit of a monkey, as we know. But um, I think he just blew, out, blew up basically, and I just think this is the this is the plan back to th- back to three miles. He's got a little bit of pace, and off one thirty-two, he's my second best bet of the week. Two points, and we'll go straight on the nose, please.
0: Good good stuff. Two points on the Nurse of Ferrymaster, a course and distance winner. Uh, beat beat one of Brian Ellison's here um, when he won over this course and distance. I think Baron de Middleton, and uh, Andy thinks that this horse will bounce out and away, and uh, it'd be like the Ida tomorrow with the wind and the and the, the rain <laughs> and everything. Uh, two points win for Andy at, at, at five to one uh, with Paddy Power, uh, Betfair, and Bet Victor. So good luck to Andy with his second best bet. On to my second best bet also at uh, at, at Newcastle. Um, so hopefully it will go ahead And I'm going for a two points win bet On Cooper's Cross in the 130 there That's uh, the colthird third runner uh, Owned by the um, uh, the, the, the fiddling vac pouch man uh, You know, he's landed some gambles And, you know, basically gets them ridiculously well handicapped There was no shortage for money uh, for this at Sedgefield last time And whilst I wasn't that impressed with it even though it, it did get sort of stopped in its run at the top of the hill, turning for home a little bit, you know, a few, bit of traffic problems and just got up on the line as Brian Ellison's Baron de Middleton sort of tried to steal first run on it down the hill. I think it probably did quite well to get up on the line in the end. But um, it's more the opposition here, why I'm why I'm strong on it, rather than the uh, the, uh, the, the pounds in hand factor, in that Topelo, Mississippi of Brian Ellison's is very soft in a finish it's a very disappointing horse and you know i, I, I make no bones about saying it. It, it, it it's 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 not good in a finish it you wouldn't want you wouldn't want it uh, going out the trenches for the final battle so Tapelo mississippi also same applies to valerias really another very kind on the eye traveling sort travels up well in its races and I, and really there's not much at the business end and i just think that cooper's cross um as long as it does what it did last time, run, runs that sort of race, probably take the world of beating more down to the opposition rather than particularly thrown in, in the handicap Oh, we've got two studying. He, he, he's got a little bit in hand from the mark, but I wouldn't say a lot, but I think it'll win probably more from heart than, um, than the other two runners that's, that's against it. So Cooper's cross two points win for me, three to one, bet three, six, five. I'll kick us off then for the first time uh, for our best bets. And we're going to go to Newbury for the 150 race, uh, which is the handicap hurdle over two and a half miles. And very, very keen on one here. And this really is a strong nap for me uh, around the four to one available. I think this should be much shorter. I think it should go off probably five to two favorite around that that mark. Um, The horse in question is Masters Legacy of Philip Hobbs. Um, Basically, this horse uh was putting it at the in fact i am certain it probably wasn't that off at chester the, the 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 dropped dropped it out you know and basically got there the race collapsed all mankind gally macalla and masters legacy got up nicely in the closing stages now masters legacy you know the the yard haven't been wasn't particularly right last year so i'm i'm prepared to for a goal last year and before that he looked a very promising horse and over, over this trip i think there's a lot of improvements to come up just two pounds for chepster and i think he's going to take a lot of beating here i, I really do I, I think at worst case scenario you're going to get beat narrowly it's one of them i think he's going to run to peak because philip hobbs has always come on for a run i always think um at this time of year so i'm very confident and that's getting my max stake. Three points on the nose, Masters Legacy, and I'm just going to check the odds, just so that I'm not going to be um, doing anyone or claiming fake odds. Four to one, three points win. Four to one, bet three six five. Hills bet Victor at the moment, all four to one. Get your money on. Uh, it'll go off favourite, like John says. John, John's put one up in the race um, in Ansam it uh, he states that Le Carly's article, you know, he he, does, he thinks is a bit jaded. I agree with him. I don't think it's anything at all, and I'm disappointed if Masters legacy doesn't go very close. So on to I'll leave Andy till last. I'll come on to you, John, for your best bet of the weekend. Uh,
1: my best bet of the weekend. Brace yourselves, folks.
0: I'm actually taking on andy's picking the rehearsal
1: chairs. Yes. Okay. I am going for the horse. Called Glenn Fawcett, who two years ago paid the price for a rare October Kalashnikov. No less. He went up to 150 for that and uh, suffered <laughs> <laughs> in silence ever since. <laughs> was was then uh, shifted from Mick Windmill's yard, and I thought he'd blow up on debut for Longston. Um, I think now he should be spot on fit. And I think this also'll show a bit more speed than some of these four miles in here. I think he's quite interesting in this context. How so lower than before the question vehicle. Uh valid debacle, it'd the bloody thing, isn't it? you know what yeah. I mean. Um, yes. and I think plenty of these look at the absolute top of the marks. So I think 1.5 points each way for
0: me, please. You've got that. Uh, 1.5 points each way. I'm going to give you the 7-1 to one, uh, with Betfred. Four places, 150 odds each way. A pleasure for John Glenn Forza. Uh, that's, one po- that's his nap. Second off the trainer change as well. Uh, maybe the horse, the horse went very quick out front last time. Maybe the horse now will be spot on for this. So interesting shout from John going against Andy there in head-to-head. Andy, I'm coming to your best bet, please.
2: I wouldn't. I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree there. And when we get to that 150, we, uh, the, uh, I can tell you that Master's Legacy was on my shortlist as well, um, okay. but I uh, went against him. We're going to Doncaster. Uh, we're going for the 143. Like John, I haven't got a trap number either. Um, <laughs> and uh, an old friend. Well, he was an old friend the other week. Rattle Owl is where I'm going. Um, Fortunately, I tossed up between Rattle Owl and half a piece uh, the last time they met uh, and half a piece won. Half a piece isn't in this race, but Rattle Owl, I thought, was coming to win the race. I thought he's been given a very, very fair mark um, and they've only pushed him up two pounds. He fell at the last last time out with Oakley Brown sitting pretty motionless, I thought. It doesn't look to be anything ahead of their marks in this particular race. I think the long home straight at Doddy will get uh, will give Rattle Al plenty of time to get organised. Uh, Oakley can sit there and hopefully ask him for his effort over the last this time and not fall arse over Tit. Um, I still think I say I still think he's well handicapped off a marker of 122. Doesn't look to be many that, as I say, many that are even anything ahead of their handicap here. They should get a good pace with Constancio up front. Hydroplane coming back from a break obviously was uh, useful on the flat as well and over hurdles, but he, he hasn't won fresh before. And most of the others you think he's probably Rattle Owl off a mark of 1 to 22. has got these covered. So three points on the nose, no mucking around. Good stuff.
0: Uh, of course, we were there that day, Andy, when Rattle Owl came tumbling down at the last uh, when every chance. And certainly... Uh, you know, possibly could have gone on to win things, and he's only up two pounds from that, like Andy says, and that's a good three points win bet, and that is four to one with Bet365 on the nose from Andy, uh, and the one forty three at Doncaster. So that concludes all our best bet action, and we hope you find it very useful. And back some winners, we need to to catch uh, dirty Quentin Franks. Um, we, need, we, need, we need we need to erode that gap, or we need to bump him off somewhere. Should
2: ban him, should ban him from all these all weather stuff. Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think we should make him no tip on. No water allowed in the jump yeah, season.
0: Bi- big handicap chasers. Should <laughs> on. Only not not hurdle races, chasers. Yeah, Good old fashioned
2: chasers. Zone.
0: <laughs> anyway, we'll go on to the racing. We'll cover Newcastle then. Hopefully, it doesn't get abandoned. Obviously, uh, Andy says uh, he's texting the It's knowing right now up there. And you know who, who knows what what what's going to be in store it's tomorrow? That, I think it's, it's
2: going to be the wind that will be the uh, that, that could be the problem because they are forecast very strong winds, certainly on the coast in the northeast east this evening. It's hope everyone's okay up there, and they are. Forecast forty to fifty mile an hour winds at the course tomorrow. So. no
1: that won't bother him up there. You'll have the <laughs> wild lass will be out tonight with a topless strap on. Yes, well,
2: I yes, haven't seen it. You know, I can well believe it, John.
1: All the little lads in the shirt sleeves and the fags tucked under the cuff of the sleeve and. No, yeah.
2: no, jumper no jumpers allowed, eh?
1: Absolutely
2: not. Yeah.
0: Go, go on, then we'll kick off with the one thirty. Then that's the um, that's the race that I've tipped up in, so I'll keep stum on this. Uh, obviously, I've tipped Cooper's Cross. Andy and John, who wants to kick me off with anything in here? That, that any 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 opinion?
2: I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with you, Lee. I think you're you're probably right that Tupelo uh, Tupelo Mississippi is a little bit soft. I actually thought that Valeris. Ran quite it was quite a nice race at Newbury that he ran last time, in, in a good race, actually. It was a race at Dublin 4-1, um, and that could work out quite well. The interesting thing about Cooper's Cross, when they had it right off at Sedgefield when it won, it didn't run in the Vax Pouch colours. No. Um, it, ran in, it ran in some other colours that day, and then the <laughs> next day, when it was declared to run again, I think it was declared to run again the next day, the colours were the uh, the old back pouch colours. So yes. uh, I think we might have uh, had it off doubly there. Um, I thought it was a little bit fortunate to win, but it's obviously got a, a bit in hand. Wouldn't be a race that I'd be totally looking at. If anything, if Tupulo, Mississippi got into a bit of a battle and traded short, I might be pressing the old pink button, but I'd be happy enough to sit and watch, to be quite honest with you.
0: Yeah, fair point. Uh, John, any, uh, anything on this?
1: Really.
0: I can remember when you—I remember you last season, and you half like this early on in the season. You thought, well, and then I can remember you about halfway through last season, and you went something like, "This is just—it's a shit." Yeah, it, is. <laughs> it, is, it is. It is. just a shit. Yeah. I, don't it's
1: it's a- I, just I Don't
0: know
1: enough about airs to. I'm much of an opinion, I think. I, I couldn't put anybody off Copen's cross.
0: Yeah. Gin and Pate. Gin and Pate. So no, two probably. or five new, yeah, two or five Newcastle. Um i better weigh in with something here. Yeah? Um because obviously you've got Andy uh, with the ferrymaster and you've got John. Going head to head in the race with I'm uh, just, just scrolling down for your slides, Glenn Forza, that's it. Sorry, Charlie Longsdon second off the clay. Second, second off the claim, I sound like I sound like he's the American at the races show at the yeah. moment. Um, second off the trainer change. Uh, Glenn Forza. Uh, Aiden well, Coleman. We'll start
1: sounding like that Get On Show on a Friday night when Luke Harvey's terribly positive about everything. Jason <laughs> Lee was sat there looking pissed off.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, for me, for this, obviously, I think it depends on conditions. If if the ground softens up significantly, I'm 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 quite interested in something like Dingo Dollar, uh, you know, to 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 come through possibly because I I like, I like the horse on on testing ground at a trip like this. I think it, you know, it obviously, stays very well um Sam's adventure it brings into it if it's obviously soft heavy ground but I'm just wondering if some of these and I want to ask Andy's opinion do you, do you think that some of these they they're, there, they're there probably to do the best I'm not saying they're not but mm-hmm. are some of these do you think half oh, not bothered if they don't sort of do anything because if you think about it, it's some big, big races this season. And I, I don't know, maybe the prize one is enough, 39,000 to the winner. Maybe yeah,
2: it's I me think, not. I think it's, in, I think it's enough. I mean, you know, I mean, I just didn't think that the the top one I, I get John's argument for Glenn Forcer because he was on my short list as well. But a lot of these are not particularly well-handed. I mean, I love i write as a horse. So I thought he was incredible. I mean, he was placed, what was he placed in? The Ultima last year he was placed in the Hennessy. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, he, I mean, he did a fabulous job last year. I mean, he really did deserve to win a, a, a decent race last year as well. I and mean, he was, you know, he was, he was pretty unlucky to be honest with you. So I hope he runs. You know, I hope he runs well. He was placed in the Sky Bet Chase as well, wasn't he? Um So that I just didn't think he had an awful lot in hand of something like the Ferrymaster. Yeah, I think most of them are fair. I get your argument for the for Dingo Dollar, I and mean, a few of them. you could. A lot of these are sort of what I would call old grinders. You know, don't don't you know, don't be pressing the pink button at big prices and thinking you've got an easy you know easy few quid here with horses like taking risks. I can remember him coming from miles back to win at Doncaster. Was that in a that was in a Sky Bet Chase or one of those big or the Grimthorpe or something like that? Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, was, you know, I think it was. I think Nutswell is uh, Nutswell's. I mean, again, I don't. I think the handicap has probably got hold of him, but you know, you're looking at him and thinking, well, there's that old Rowan form and we've seen that, you know, that that old Rowan form is starting to look quite good as well. I mean, you know, the fourth one today, the third, uh, won the Paddy Power, and that's not looking a bad piece of form either. I think the handicapper's probably got a hold of him. Yeah, I think it's a it's a fair enough race. I just thought that off you know, a light weight in a race that, you know, could turn into a bit of a grind, the ferrymaster, I think he's probably if you're looking for one that was possibly ahead of the handicapper, he was it. Really, from a yard which I think have probably targeted this race, and our, uh, you know, Sandy Thompson, I think is a very, you know, for a sort of middle, uh, a middle uh, size trainer. I think they're very, very. I think he's very, very good.
0: I think I think what you what you said about I right. I think credit to connections and the horse really because oh. to have tw- to have twenty five starts under rules and 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 be in the three. On eighteen occasions, yeah, for for a, for a handicap tr- chaser, a stroke hurdler, etc. Um, I think, and I start, especially in the size of fields it's it's running like you said, yeah. contested some tremendous uh, handicap races, uh, the highest quality. And uh, yeah, a horse I'd like. To see, I, th- I thought it was like thirteen years old. It's eight. I mean, it's, yes. <laughs> that's, oh, the that's the most.
2: I mean, obviously, I, I know Harriet pretty well from, you know, the time as Clark at, you know, various places in Scotland when I was doing the TV work, Smashing Lady, uh, and I'm always pleased to see her. I think she's done a brilliant job with the horse, really do. Um, you know, as you say, you point out his record. I mean, you know, if, you know, obviously, I want to see the ferry Master win, but if there was one horse I'd rather, well, you know, if He gets natted if it's by eye right, I'd be you know, say so fair play, and the horse really deserves it. And you know, it'd be nice to see him win a big race somewhere along the line,
0: yes. Good stuff, Andy. Uh, right, we'll move on to the 315, uh, which is obviously the fighting fifth, where uh, the, the big question mark probably is as as the back operation done wonders with Epiton. Um, you might say it has because he's decided to run, John. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah I mean, <laughs> where do you do with this? I mean, you, I don't think you can play it myself. Uh, no. You know, I mean, the only thing I would urge people to do, really, is watch the betting like an absolute hawk.
0: Yeah, I, I do think it does. It does tell a lot on uh, Henderson McManus runners like yeah. the are. But having said that, you'd have done your brains in when Binocular won the champion. Um, oh yeah, but, but <laughs> you, you know, in the
1: main, I think you, you need to be very, really, very really wary of it. And uh, I, I, I'm ninety-nine percent not to, not to even raise a finger in anger at this, but. Yeah. You know, if if it was a scoping drift, I'd, I'd probably start looking at some sharp
0: alternatives. I mean, the the, the thing for the thing for me, Andy, uh, Mon morale as as you know, unbeaten from five starts, mm. and you know, you can't really you can't really crab the horse really. But having said that, when he did beat Adagio in the in the doombar entry last spring, mm. I did feel that Adagio. Did a lot wrong in that, you know. We, we didn't jump very well. Was never in a in a good rhythm, and you know, it, it's flattering form to think that it's seven and a half lengths better than Adagio, because obviously, I I, I remember saying after I put in my notes after the race, I thought Adagio has left a stone on the track there, and 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 so whatever you whatever you think about Monreal. Obviously, that's a that's a negative because the third horse, five and 20. The filly of uh, Don McCain's Um, she she'd only be 130 tops if an absolute absolute top, top, top dollar mark. So Mon Morrell really shouldn't be at this standard at this moment in time. What's your thoughts?
2: Well, Mon Mon, Mon Morrell really ought to be in the Jerry Fielding. But of course, he's not qualified, is he? Um, no. they entered him and then found out he wasn't qualified. Um I mean the made a final it mis- made a final flight mistake and oh, Monero pulled away. Um I mean there's been two successful four year olds in this in the last forty years. One was countrywide flame, who'd won the triumph, and the other one was out of the gloom, who won the anniversary hurdle. And you'd have to be going a fair way back to to look at those two. I just wonder if this is a sort of Bit of an afterthought.
0: Um, that's a that's a good point. That's a good point that you make that about about the field. That's that's a very good point. So yeah, so basically they'd probably rather have turned yeah. up for that than this. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and he's obviously he won I think it's because he'd won over hurdles in France. Then he wasn't qualified. So you just got to think, and the ground might be a little bit too lively. I want to see the dust up with the start between Not So Sleepy and Silver Streak again. Are they going to, yes. like to get it on again? They <laughs> had, a, had a bit of a rumble at the start last year, didn't they? Um, yeah. And that really did. I mean, poor old Silver Streak, he probably had a decent chance in last year's race, but he got completely done at the start by Not So Sleepy. Is that an angle that, you know, there's not a lot of pace in this? Will Not So Sleepy boot off in front again um, if he gets over the first and doesn't refuse this time? Um, and so Royale, I don't think you can write him off. I mean, has he improved a little bit? And the ground um, the ground will be the ground will be fine for him i mean if you look at it really and he wasn't you know it could have won a you know this, this horse could have won a an awful lot of races i mean he's won a game spirit he was really i thought it was unlucky not to win a champion chase um uh, and he, you know if the ground does stay if you don't get any precipitation um and it stays on top then he's got a, he's got a chance but like john i don't i just don't think you can play in this race because there's so many what I always describe as you know question marks about everything really. How's it going to be run? Well, you think you're thinking, probably thinking now it's going to be run, but how is you know how is Epitome um, going to jump? You just you just don't know. Um, I mean, she beat she did beat everything in this everything that lines up in this. Now she beat last year apart from Um, um and then she was beaten on the next three starts. Had the surgery on the back problem over the summer. You know, um, she was one of those that went to that infamous to, to our now infamous gallops at Newbury. But what do we what do we know from that? <laughs> if you take a form against Honeysuckle and charge her at Cheltenham and Punchestown, that will be good enough in most years. Um, and she gets, a, you know, she gets an allowance and, and Montmorell doesn't get one. But up to now and up to now,
0: and we all, all we're seeing from that Newbury gallops day is non-runners.
2: <laughs> well, she, yeah, well, she might boot non-runner today, was not it? Yeah, yeah, you know, she might. Yeah, she might. <laughs> well, she gets around. So I'm, I'm, you know, it's it's one of those races. You know what what you know cliche time here, and we always say this: bookmakers have to price up every race. We don't have to play in every race. If you can't see a bet, don't have one. Sit and watch. Wait for the few, you know, and see what see what turns out. You don't have to play in every race. And if you, you know, I certainly don't have a strong opinion in this. Got some ideas, but not strong enough really to, to match out. I think if somebody really said, what would you know, what would you want to do in this? If I think there's one that's a little bit overpriced, it would be so Royale at around six to one. But that's said with no real conviction.
0: The, we'll move on to Newbury, where we've got five races on the on the telly box, and we've got the Sir Peter O'Sullivan Memorial Handicap Chase. The race JP McManus seems to want to win every year. He's only done it once, um, but he he lines up with uh, three here uh, in old Sir Peter's colours: Cap Course, Locked Corner, and uh, Dam de Compagne. Um Any thoughts on this, chaps?
1: It's lovely that commemorating one of the biggest after-timers the game's ever seen in the show. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Um, you know, I mean, words fail me. I actually like one where the, uh, the Sir Peter was actually, I think, uh, a course who won this three years ago, I think.
2: Yeah, um, yeah cap course. Yeah. 2018, but... he won it off 128.
1: Yeah, uh, very fair, Mark. This I think, I think it's significant that he's coming back for another pop at this myself. It's in the it's in the first covers, so as long as nobody thinks it's play friendly or a Um yeah, uh, that would do me in this.
0: Yep, must have been having private trials at Martins Town by the looks of it it he, he, he was 644 days off before turning up in this race last year, I think I tipped it on, on the pod another yeah. bad bet um, <laughs> and then it, it turns up again, 365 well, a day short 364 days later to try and win it again um, well, is that a tip in itself, is, is this is this like John says, is, is this the one they left it
1: behind last year they won't be leaving it behind tomorrow
2: Mm. Yeah. So, cap course for John in this. Uh, Andy, anything for you? Well, he's got two others in the race, is not he? Duke de Campagna and uh, Locks Corner. Hard to see. Uh, I must admit, it's hard to see Locks Corner winning, but um, um, Duke de Campagna actually won the 2020 Coral Cup. So that was uh, obviously the JP colours. Um, I thought Killer Clown certainly had a bit of a, a chance in this. Um, I wouldn't say. He's well handicapped, but he was only beating a length in the Greatwood here off a mark of 138. He's off the same mark now. I thought he ran okay in the old Rowan. And as I said, that form has been franked, didn't it? The third uh, Midnight Shadow under Paddy Power. The fourth Fanny and Destravel actually gagged up this afternoon at, um, at Newbury. Um, and even the second from that old Rowan, Itchy Feet. I mean, he did try and put it up, Brave Man's Game last week at Haydock so at least they did try and get the thing off the bridle um didn't work but that was that was fine so I thought oh killer clown was was favorite I, I, I quite I, I appreciate John's comments there but I think you know if just going sort of all our yesterdays I think one of the sort of things you always think about Peter O'Sullivan I'm sure there's a lot of people like myself of my era who I think it's a brilliant commentator, still do. Uh, and some of the commentaries are sort of really emotive um, still. That that Grand National Commentary 1977 Red Rum one. I mean, I can recite that word for word with uh, you know, Red Rum's third um, third win. And I still love watching it now. Um, and, I you
1: particularly like the bit where he completely stitched up John Hanmer when uh, <laughs> old Docker refused.
2: So over the John Anmer- and,
1: and, and he'd forgotten what it was. And he, he started <laughs> talking about Charlotte Brew. And then the rest of them had just got to the the first on the second circuit. And John Ann had to jump in with no oh, killed while the lead. <laughs> and, um, but uh, yeah, Sir Peter hung on grimly onto that bit of commentary when he was normally handing over. John Henry just after the cross
2: the Mellon Road. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, uh, but, I, I, I still, well, think it, I still, I still, I still love that bit of commentary, John. But I do know, I do know what you mean. But uh, I thought Killer Clown had a, a reasonable, cha- reasonable chance, reasonable chance in that. But as I say, watch the old market there, because. Uh, any one of that they do want to uh, they do want to win this race. Uh, JP likes to win this. Apparently, he was at Newbreed this afternoon as well, so uh, he's probably staying over, and he might be unloading on one of his, uh one of the three in um, his inverted commas colours. Good stuff um, for me, Kaluki.
0: For you, for you, calm berries out there, um, that horse loves to b- blast off, bound away. You know, real bold jump, jump front running, uh, jumping grey. Um, I think he'll be out and away and stable in much better form this time round than, than what it was last season as well to boost to boost these prospects and Tom O'Brien and not Decky Johnson in the saddle. However, watch for that when he bellies one. Um, he uses <laughs> one or two mistakes in a race does Kaluki he takes off the fence with him. Obviously loves souvenirs every time he runs because um, that's what he, he must come. He must come back with cuts and bruises galore because he always seems to smash through a fence. So Kaluki. As, a, as a, you could do a quick quick in and out with that one. Um uh, that's that's my only angle there. A quick calm berry and then and then show your holiday picks after you've won a few quid. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, so <laughs> 1, one fifty new be the next on, on, on television. And obviously we've we've I, I'm just gonna leave me and John will leave this to Andy because we've we've John's gone for Ansom. I'm with Master's Legacy. Your view on this, Andy?
2: Well, I would have been, when I wrote the sort of the short long list, um, if that's not uh, contradicting myself, uh, of sort of best bets, uh, Masters Legacy was on it. Um, so I left I left him off in the end. I must have had a premonition you were going to you were going to pick him, otherwise you'd start ringing bells and things like that. Like you, yeah. I, I, I mean, he failed to... The, the one niggly thing that I did think, he failed to perform at Newbury last year, but as you say, that's when the stable weren't in the greatest of form. He's only gone up a couple of pounds for that win at, uh, at Chepstow, um, which was a barely adequate test. He actually hit 300 in running that day, and whether the race fell apart or not, I think he's much better up at this. Um, I think the mark of 125 of Lacalle's article, I mean, he could look a bit thrown in, but it's far too short for me. There's a few interesting ones in here. Um, If you are playing in running, uh, Calva-Dorge usually goes from the front. Now, he's won his last two running from the front. He does find for pressure, this horse, so I wouldn't be too quick to press the old pink button. And glory and fortune, his form was given a massive boost by Don Levant last week. And while we're on Don Levant, didn't Isabel Williams give that a smashing ride last week? And then the very next day, she went and produced a very good display, getting, uh, was it Belinska home over hurdles at Exeter. Um, if I had a vote for an improved rider this year, it'd certainly be young Isabel. I think she's done very well this year. And keep an eye on Shitty Bellow, coming back down the handicap again. Uh, the Skelton's, or, Mr., or Dan Skelton, I think he's a very good target trainer. I wonder what the plan is for Shitty Bello in the future, but he's coming back down the handicap. I should be watching him like a hawk tomorrow. But um, as you say, Lee, the uh, Hobbs yard in much better form this year. I'd be surprised if Masters' legacy doesn't go very close here.
0: Good stuff. Um, very well put. 2.25 Newbury, the Gerry Field and Hurdle. Again, John, disappointing that this name is not in the title. Ta- in the, in the ta- uh, you know, I mean, this is just what we're up against
1: now. Isn't it? You know, I mean, we're just trashing the game, to be perfectly honest.
0: Celtic yes. Chief, Celtic Shot, you know.
1: Treventis.
0: Ah. Yes, Treventis, one of fielder. yeah.
1: Dreadful stuff. Um, but, you know, this this is what we faced with, you know, people with no love for the history of the sport, no respect for the heritage. Um, this is where, where we are. I think Gowell Road's very interesting there. Uh, I flagged this up last time. Um, you did? Based on the trainer comments where Nigel, and this is very good. And then again today, um, the, the ride is having a go today, and he said, it looks a tight race. It was a tricky decision to run him as he won well over two and I a half miles of Jelton last time. This is a drop backing trip, plus that was only a fortnight ago. It's an intermediate hurdle for last season novices, and it looks weak on paper. Well, that's interesting when it's not favourite when they're talking like that, isn't it? Um, mm. We look for we look to races over further in the future, but this looked like a nice stepping stone. I reckon they think quite a bit about this, mm. and it wouldn't surprise me if this put up quite an impressive performance tomorrow. Um, I'm not I'm not a fan of these condition races, small things because I think they can get messy. Um, but I'm very very interested to see how this gets on tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I know you. Uh, quite sweet on it, a, a, a positive mention at Cheltenham. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, it does concern me dropping back in trip. Looks at he yeah. definitely is a it's a grinder at this trip. They're gonna have to blast it off, um, which isn't no bad thing here if you get if you get the fractions right and everything. Um, I did feel so, soaring glory would probably win no
2: value. That was my take on the race. Andy, you anything here? Well, like John, I'm I'm thinking, you know, where does the pace come in from in this? One more for the road, did lead last time out. Again, if you're playing in running, he does find for pressure. Both of his, or a couple of his wins, he's actually traded at quite reasonably, well, reasonably big prices above his SP. So I wouldn't be too hasty on the pink button. I, like John, had picked up on uh, Twister's comments, you know, about it being a weak race on paper. I thought it was anything but, actually. I mean, all four won last time out and all are up in the handicap between six and seven pounds. Well, Gale Road's actually gone up the most, gone up seven pounds. All the others are up six pounds. It didn't look a weak race. Soaring Glory won nicely at at Ascot last time out. I was quite impressed with Gale Road last time out. Like John, I think they do think a little bit of this and the comments are quite interesting. I suppose the one I had a a question mark in my head about was Captain Morves. I didn't like the way he travelled last time out, and I, I just wondered if that race fell apart a bit at the end. Uh, I mean, he, he, did, he looked like he was going nowhere at the home straight, hit 120 in running, um, and I just wonder whether the leaders just stopped a little bit in front when he won at Ascot. And he was the one that I had the, a bit of a question mark about. Um, not a race I want to get over involved with, because I'm just not sure how quick they're going to go and it could end up being a bit of a mess. But I am interested in those twister comments uh, and see how he um, and to see how he um, how he goes this time around. Of course, sorry, Glory is already a course and distance winner. Don't think they want an awful lot of rain for that one. But um, goal Road dropping back in trip is is interesting. Um, you have got to hope that one more for the road maybe goes on. But if there was one that I could see getting a little bit outpaced in this, it was probably uh, Captain Morgs. And if he was shorter, I'd probably be playing him as a later back, but he's probably, he's not going to be short enough. But one of those awkward little races, bit like the, bit like the race at Newcastle. You don't have to play in it, but I think we're going to learn an awful lot for the future.
0: Yeah. Good shout. I, I do think Captain Morgs is quite, quite a bit larry. He's quite a character. I think that's why he, he, he messes around quite a lot. I, 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 I the owner is the owner of well, one of them is the owner of your golf travel, and um, and basically, um, through the grapevine, he, he's always described him as a bit as, as a bit of a Larry bugger. So, so I think that's, I think, I think that's, I think that's probably his character. He's probably mm-hmm. just more Larry than anything. That's why he probably comes off it and you know, messes around. Uh, it's probably more messing than than um, in trouble. But um anyway, we we'll move on to the three o'clock, the, the, the Hennessy and obviously Andy set us up nicely um with his selection in the race, uh but, which was remastered um of, of David Pipe and Fergus Gillard. So the very good selection. Um uh, John, anything in the Hennessy for you or is it or like me, could this be Gin and Pate? <laughs> I've actually I've actually backed a couple in this
1: earlier in the week.
0: Oh, good, 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 uh, good.
1: Uh, I like uh, this Go on. Uh, I was quite impressed with on the ropes last time.
0: Yes, sir, I
1: was. I thought, I thought that did it quite well, and uh, I thought it, it looks as though it'll improve for this trip as well, and uh, a good galloping track. I, I, I think plenty of factors are right for the horse. And i am actually also gone against the snout because I think Copperhead is a better option than Fiddler on the Roof. Um, I quite like this horse as a novice, which was the kiss of death for it last year, obviously. Um, it runs a powerful races, in all honesty. Um, but if you can put that down to the rancid form of the tizard the horse is only seven. Plenty of room for him to bounce back this season. I also like the fact that Fiddler on the Roof won the first time out and the Tizard's are chuntering that they haven't been able to get a prep into this because I think there was a bit of chuntering that they haven't been able to get a prep into Fiddler on the Roof as well. The There the could be the sort of outfit that always thinks they've got horses in a race and they're a little bit short and they need a prep and in reality they haven't. So... I'm hoping they've got it a little bit wrong with this arch, uh, but I, I just have a good feeling
0: about it. I think, I think we can run well tomorrow. Yeah, good, Gust- good stuff, John. Copperhead, like you said, could could return to former glories. I'm I'm an on the ropes fan as well, like you. The snout is against you with the Tizard Runner fiddler <laughs> on the roof. Great uh, jam. The- <laughs> so X- battle X- battle X- commences. Yes, yes, yes. Um so it's um it's, it's it's quite a competitive race, that one with Andy Andy and we... got one in
1: there I know General Absolutely. Custer felt, to be honest.
0: <laughs> uh Jim and Peter for me, it's so the three thirty five Newbury. Um that we finished with it's the Jim they see they've put this one, the Jim Joel. You know, the memorial trophy. They didn't put the Jerry Field in. Poor Jerry Field in. Um <laughs> Right, just we, um, sorry for you Irish listeners. We were going to look at the uh, the, the, the the bar one uh, racing, but sadly we're running out of time. So you'll just have to wait for another and Mcnally runner, to fill your boots. Um, so we'll, we'll come to we'll come to you, Andy, uh, to, for for your outlook on the three thirty five.
2: Well, we could get a, maybe we get a race here where a couple go off in front and the rest don't bother. You know, I did like the quote. You, said, yeah. you know, we dropped lucky, we had a bit a few quid on. I did tweet the quote. I was like it's quite it's quite, it quite an amusing it's quite an amusing quote, wasn't it? Uh, was it? we had a few quid on, but I wouldn't read too much into it being a massive gamble, <laughs> yeah. Really? Uh, yeah. you do surprise no, me. Anyhow, um this could be run at a real if you think uh, Kaluki's gonna be going quick early on, uh, earlier on, um you could, this could be a real this could be a real pace burn up, couldn't it? You've got Numitor, Gumball, Grey Diamond, all love to go forward. Now, I'm hoping against hope that Mr. Skelton does not get involved with Eclair Danay, and he just sits about two back, uh, makes, mess, uh, makes most use of the pace, because I thought this ran a really good race when he was fourth at Weatherby, um, behind Goodbye Bobby, who obviously runs in the 2.05 at Newcastle. Cracking Destiny, who was second, ran well again next time out. I think we'll get a win out of that race and galahad quest who was third in that race uh was then fifth in the paddy power and he's only a five-year-old i think that's he's a horse for the future but eclair danay i just think i just think again i think he basically just blew up that day um and i think they've got him right for this and the race just sets up nicely for eclair danay uh, around seven to one my only worry i was going to put the, this was another one on the short list um but it was my um slight lack of hoping that Harry's going to be tactically aware in this that he might get involved in this pace war that uh, put me off um, with Numitor, Gumball, Grey Diamond. I'm hoping he just sits off them because that could really, you know, really just this horse travels really well Um, and if he just sits back off them then that will be the way to ride him. If I was issuing the orders that's exactly what I'd be telling him to do. Wait, wait, wait again and then strike just over the last, hopefully when they've all cut each other's throats and folded away. Whether it works out like that is another matter, but uh, Claire Danai would be the one that I would be quite keen on in this.
0: Love your reason, Andy, and I, I also like the first-time tongue ties for the Skelton mm. runners. They're quite astute when putting those on. And uh, yeah, good. if you're listening, Dan Skelton, listen to Andy there. I think he's spot on <laughs> with that. John, briefly, anything for you in this? I thought
1: I might have a little bit on a low belly if I on the front end in running but I'm just as likely to be looking for a scabby old film on Channel 4 by that
0: time of day. Nils, <laughs> <laughs> you put Scrooge on at this time of year. It's, it's uh, Ginger Hitler's favourite film, that. Scrooge.
1: The, the one with Bill Murray in Scrooge. Yeah, I love that. That's my favourite <laughs> Christmas film. <laughs>
0: Not Alistair Sims? Oh, jeez. No, no, uh, no, no. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. right. <laughs>
2: So I can make a few suggestions of the Ginger Gingeritler's favourite film, but we're probably we're not quite we're <laughs> I mean, not quite <laughs> over the watershed yet, are we? So. It's and,
1: match, uh, match in uniform.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right on that note, that's all from me, John and Andy. Me, John, and Law Malvo are back on Sunday for talking rubbish. Uh, we'll be giving some stick out to everybody and all concerned, just for your entertainment, as always. Hope you back plenty of winners. Bye for now.